Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Brush. 
those things did not pose a threat. And yet again, we're talking about this stand your ground law. Boy, oh boy, again, another law that has not been considered. When you think of all the crazies out here who are just looking for a reason to shoot. Now, everywhere you look, ever since we had that first incident, of, of, of someone being shot without cause. Now everybody and their mama has gone bug wild and all the guns are going off just because. I guarantee you, just look in the news every day and you're going to have a new excuse as to why somebody shot somebody for absolutely no reason. Okay. Well, what else did Vivian talk about? Vivian also talked about that unhinged individual who walked past two NYPD cops and slapped one upside the head. Oh, my goodness. While the other one was looking through the phone. So, see, my theory is they were both looking through the phone and they got caught off guard. And uh, all they got away with was a slap on the wrist. Yeah, ain't no real. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be no real repercussions. Nah, nah. I know Vivian said something different, but I don't think they're going to get, you know, something that's going to be really done. You know, it was a wake-up call. It was a wake-up call that you need to be on your post and you need to be paying attention because if you over there flipping through a phone, then uh, you are of no use to the community or yourself. And you should know you know, that uh, all they're doing is waiting for the cops to be caught slipping. So he probably was walking on by and saw that they weren't paying attention and flop up, right upside the head. Yeah, now I'm not saying that they should have hit the cop. I'm not saying they should not be out here hitting anybody. But again, I'm a cop and the climate of this earth right now I'm going to be flipping through a phone or daydreaming or I got AirPods in or I'm going to be on my cell phone. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Because just like our lady said yesterday, when we leave our house, then you better look both ways. And I'm not talking about the cars. I'm talking about the people. You're going to have to be on point. So what dodo is actually standing out here with a cop's uniform on and not paying attention? Yeah, well, the partner was definitely seen flipping through the phone while the other partner who was getting hit was getting hit. So, hmm, somebody needs to be punished. Yeah, yeah. Because, see, I'm going to tell you something. If I was standing next to you and we're supposed to be on our post and you flipping through a phone, oh, I'm ratting you out. I don't care nothing about the cold blue and all of this kind of stuff. We ain't supposed to, the, the blue wall of silence. I don't care. I'm not going to be no sitting duck because you looking through a phone. No, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling. Because I'm t- I might as well be out there by myself. So that's just past the steps. That's just past the steps. Well... The ladies did a fine job yesterday in the separate conversation of the characteristics of a godly mother. Yes, the things that make for a wonderful, 
godly mother. And we talked about the fact that a godly mother seeks biblical knowledge. Now, as we said yesterday, I mean, you can be full, full of facts, full of experience, full of you know, uh, knowledge and all kinds of things. But see, what puts you over the top as a parent is when you are a godly mother because she seeks biblical knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that, 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 that's it right there. That's it right there. She can not only give you street knowledge or just regular maturity knowledge, but she can give you words of the Lord. Okay? Well, what about a godly mother fears the Lord? Yes. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, yeah. Now, there has to be a reverent fear of the Lord. You know, we just can't be running scared of God. No, it has to be a reverent fear. You know, that fear that comes with respect. Because I know who I'm dealing with. And I know that this is the God that holds everything in his hands. Now, I don't know the other, you know, gods that men, you know, men serve, man serves. But I serve the almighty God. And I need to have that reverent fear for him that, uh, you know, I have to be on my game. And I just can't give him any old thing that he knows what I'm doing. And he is watching everything and assessing everything that I do. So I've got to teach my child to also know that although I'm not around, there are the eyes of God who knows what's going on. And you need to be fearful of that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about one more. Let's talk about one more thing. Mm. A godly mother. Oh. Let's see. Where did we go yesterday? I know what. <gasps> my favorite. Unswerving integrity. Oh, that was my favorite yesterday. Unswerving integrity. That mother who stands her ground who teaches her child or her children that whatever you're supposed to do, you do, you take a stand, you make a stand, and you don't budge. Yes, especially if you know what you're doing is right. This is why we need to make sure we teach our children why they do things and why they don't do things and they should be able to express why they do something or why they don't. I can't stand. Why are you doing that? I don't know. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Don't tell me you don't know because you're scared. Come on, speak up, speak up. Speak up. Always know why you're doing what you're doing. Because I could work with a concept that is incorrect. In other words, if you thought you were doing something wrong for the right reason, or you thought you were doing something for the right reason and you turned, you found out that it was wrong. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So, you know, when you teach a child, a, you know, a, a great deal of integrity and they have to learn the rest on their own, 
then you're going to have to help them understand what it is to have that unswerving integrity. That they're not going to let nobody tease them into doing something that they know is wrong. That they're not going to let peer pressure push them into something that's wrong. That they're not going to let desperation take them into a zone where they do something that is wrong. So that was like my favorite. That was really my favorite yesterday. Because, you know, it's one thing to be a mother. You know, years ago, just being a mother just may have worked. But now, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have to be on the ball and you're going to have to be a godly mama because that's what it's going to take for you to deal with these ungodly children. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, as you can see, it is Therapeutic Thursday, and Pastor Steph is off to the races. Oh, yeah, and Brother Al would say, yeah, I'm in an exceptionally good mood. I don't know why, because I've been up for quite some time, and I thought I would be tired, but instead, my mind is racing, the adrenaline is pumping, and I am looking forward to hanging out with my due time crew today, and we're going to have a Ball. Yeah. I got some news that I think I can rock with this morning. But before we start, we're going to get that uh, medical, that, you know, physical start this morning. A uh, little, you know, a little talk about how we're going to make sure we better. Okay? So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on, and whatever you do, don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back. This is the story of a boy who didn't talk for a long time. The boy liked things to always be the same. Any changes would scare and upset him. The unknown was an unfriendly place. The boy was very sensitive to lights and sounds. So he built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. The boy didn't like looking people in the eye. He wasn't trying to be mean. It just made him feel uncomfortable. Sometimes he would flap his arms again and again. One day, I found out I have something called autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I found my voice and learned all the ways I could live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org.
Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, today we talk about our health, whether it be mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, any kind of health you want to talk about. The Due Time Crew gets our channel. Okay, well, giving God thanks, first of all, for ushering us into this second half of the week, and uh, we're doing mighty fine. If we're logging on, then we're doing mighty fine. So we definitely have to say thank you to God for just knocking on our door this morning and waking us up. So... About to get this morning started as we talk about our health tip. Well, this morning we're talking about being mindful regarding your meal and ways to make sure you're mindful. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about making sure you're thinking about your meal, the uh, health benefits, the do's and the don'ts in order to stay healthy. Okay, so that's what being mindful over and about your meals mean, okay? All right. Well, one of the things they say is don't overcommit, okay? Don't overcommit. You know, you plan your meal, um, you know, you, you put everything together in your head, maybe you write it down on a list, you know, uh, uh, for your grocery, you know, um, list and things like that. But, you know, make sure that you don't overcommit. So they say, you know, sometimes your prep time took a little longer than you uh, expected because you are overthinking it. You're overcommitting. You're putting too much into it. So now that time has spilled in to some other time that you're supposed to uh, be doing something else. Or what about that prep time that took so much time that by the time it was time to eat, you were like super hungry So, therefore, you ate things that you were not supposed to eat, okay? So, you know, you got to make sure you do everything in order, okay? God does things in decency and in order. Continue to, you know, go at a normal pace. Follow through on everything that you say you're going to do. Make sure you do it. Keep it simple, Okay, um, when they say overcommit, they're even talking about how you uh, season your food. Okay, um, how long you cook your food. Did you turn it up too high? Because now you're trying to make sure it gets cooked in a certain amount of time. Now you burn the food. Now, So they say keep it simple, stay focused, don't overcommit. And, excuse me, if you plan your day out properly, then you won't have to overcommit, okay? Because a lot of times the overcommitting comes from just not being on point, okay? Or don't give yourself too much time. How about that one? 
because then you really are going to overcommit. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I never thought about it like that, but you know what? When I started reading, it started making sense, okay? Number two, they say, eat the rainbow, okay? Now, I know that this is good for me because they say your eyes help your meal, help you eat your meal. So they're saying use all different types of food that bring in a whole array of colors. You know, when I'm, I'm bored. I get so bored so easily when it comes to my food. You know, my mother used to always say, all y'all do is eat chicken. I don't care about eating chicken all the time. I just don't want to eat the same kind of chicken all the time. You know, so they say make sure that you get all of the colors. Get those reds, get those greens, get those purples, get those yellows on your plate. And, yes, you can get it done. How about your your morning egg? Now, that is a perfect way to get your morning um, rainbow because you can do that omelet and you can put in those green peppers, those red peppers. How about that spinach or the uh, parsley, you know, something like cilantro, you know, something to add and spruce up that meal, okay? So they're saying make sure you get your colors, eat the rainbow. It'll make your food much more presentable as well as much more enjoyable. So this morning we're talking about being mindful about eating or when you eat, okay? All right, number three, they say, love the stir. Now, you remember, now, I'm not reading this stuff, so now this is all brand new to me. And let's see what they're talking about. So they say whether you're moving onions around the plant or blending spices in the soup or, you know, for the real pros who are kind of, you know, whipping up all that stuff. You know, when you look at those cooking shows, they be doing all that kind of stuff. And you're like, what in the world? I just want to eat. Um, <laughs> they say don't let your impatience take over and you not enjoy the preparation of cooking the food. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Being mindful over the preparation, being mindful over how you eat. So the preparation of your food, you know, when you're throwing in the stuff in the pot and you, but you, you know, swerving it around and you got the little olive oil and you put the onions and the peppers. It starts smelling the house up, man. It smells so good. So they're saying encourage your good eating, your healthy eating by you know, kind of keeping that stir going on. Get those spices in that pot. I know my house smells good, and I haven't even started to cook yet. No, just from putting that initial, you know, stuff in the pot and boiling it, just putting that seasoning in the pot and putting it in water. All right? All right. Number four, they say feel your body, Okay? So they say, as you stand over your culinary creation, take a moment to feel your feet on the floor beneath you. If you're sitting, feel your sit bones in a chair. Okay? They say, um, notice the sense of stability that comes from that awareness 
Notice how it feels in your body as you cook. Is your stomach growling? Is your mouth watering? So they say those are the key things to making your meal more enjoyable. Didn't I just talk about that? You know, when you got that pot smelling good or that, you know, that pan is coming through that oven. Your food is in the oven and it's smelling up the house and, you know, you're now salivating and you can't wait. Okay, so they say that's how... You can also be mindful of your food, of your food preparation, of your eating. The more you anticipate your food, the more you enjoy your food, and especially when you're trying to eat differently, you know, when you're cutting down on all of the the things that you're not supposed to eat. It's so important that your food is smelling good and you're anticipating eating because you, it means your food is going to be more enjoyable. You're not going to be looking at it and oh, I ain't got this fried chicken or I ain't got this, you know, fat stuff that I'm not supposed to be eating and those are the only things that smell good. No. So that, that I like that. Fill your body. Okay, they say notice your breathing. Wow. They say that when you rush through a meal, you're not breathing, you're just swallowing. And they say it's because you're focused on the end result rather than committing to the process. So be mindful of how you eat. You've ever seen somebody, their face is in the plate, and you're like, uh, hello, it's not a race. <laughs> how do you enjoy your food like that? And half the time, they're really not enjoying the food. Again, they're looking to just be full. And half the time, you can't really taste your food, you know, if you're eating like that. So they say enjoy the process. Enjoy the process of putting the food in your mouth, of chewing it slowly, of of now. Remember, now your mouth is supposed to be watering and salivating for this food. You want to enjoy it, okay? So... You know, one of the things that I've read, not in this particular article, but one of the things that, you know, I even thought about and read to kind of confirm it was use a smaller utensil. You know, you ever notice, like, when you're eating, you have, like, this spoon, this, this, this tablespoon, this big spoon, maybe sometimes when you're eating, like, ice cream or something like that, or dessert, you're eating, you know, or when you're eating, um... There's even a difference when you eat soup. They got a soup spoon, and that's supposed to be a little deeper, and it holds more and things like that. Well, they're saying that you can enjoy your food a little better, and it's good for digestion when you use a smaller utensil. Now, Shanti's the only person I know uses a teaspoon for everything. That drives me crazy. I'm like, how do you even taste it at that point? So we're not talking about using the little baby teaspoon, but, you know, not the baby one. She uses, like, the baby teaspoon. The average teaspoon is is good for when you're eating certain things. Um, You know, it helps your digestion because you're not eating as quickly. So it gives you a chance to focus on your food and not just getting it down quicker. Remember I told you I have to watch how I eat? 
Yeah, because the food gets caught in my chest. Yes. So I've learned to, you know, chew slower so I can chew everything. Because, you know, as you get older and you start losing your teeth. Ah. Woo, you pay for that stuff, honey. You pay for that stuff. All right. And they say let time stop. We're talking about ways to be mindful over your eating, your food prep, and all of that kind of stuff. Again, all right. Here we go. I walked right into it. They say digestion is really key. They say digestive enzymes are released as soon as your eyes see your food and your nose smells the aroma. Wow. So they say that this means that your senses play an integral role in digestion. So they say if you're cooking for yourself, Get started way before you're hungry. See, Pastor Steph knows what she's talking about. I said this earlier. You know, don't wait till the last minute to cook because now you're starting to pick up all kind of things. You're eating quickly. Your food is not digesting. They say take, let time stop. Chew your food properly. Chew your food thoroughly. That way, time takes time. Time stops. You know, if you're trying to wolf down your food, there's no time for all of that. Because you just need to eat. Okay? All righty. And they say set, set the stage. Okay? They say put a bouquet of flowers on the table. Set you, Even if you're eating for one, set your stage. Make it comfortable. Make it enjoyable. When you sit down, you can hear the sizzling or see the smoke coming from the plate, they say all that stuff is really good for your digestion system as well, your digestive system as well, and it makes you enjoy it a little bit more, okay? I like this stuff here. So I'm going to finish the rest um, tomorrow. We have a few more. Um, You know what? We only got two more. They say find your flow. Find your flow. They say that a 2011 study showed that flow state activities may lead to cognitive improvements in older adults. They say another study indicates that flow can result in improved motivation, skill development, and performance. So they're ultimately saying that when you focus on what you're doing, when you're preparing your food, everything from that point on to the time you finish your food, it's, it all should be a flow. So you, you're, you're, let's say you go and you prepare the food, you let it set, you know, let the seasoning go through, then there's a time that you are now going to cook the food, and then between the time you cook the food and eat the food, you know, you're doing whatever you need to do. Again, that rat race is not good for your mind, okay, and your body. So they say from the beginning of the process, find a flow for your, you know, whole meal prep through the time you finish your meal. And they say if you do that, you would enjoy your food much better, Okay, they say make it a ritual. In other words, make this your 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 common practice. Okay, don't do it like 
this week, and then after this week it goes down the drain. All righty? All righty. So that, those were some good tips. Those were some good tips. I didn't actually realize it was going to be as enjoyable. Okay, so what are we talking about today in our news? Well, I got a couple of quick news stories. Oh, here we go with these stupid, careless, thoughtless kids. So you have three high schoolers, seniors to be exact. They're all 18 years old, and they have been a menace as they have been throwing rocks. Now, we ain't talking about no little pebbles that they throw and make it the skip on the water. We're talking about large landscaping rocks. They say they have been throwing these rocks toward at least seven cars in Colorado, and the last of the seven took the life of a 20-year-old young lady. So needless to say, we don't stop till 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 something bad happens. So people had been complaining that, you know, these big boulders were coming through their windows and, you know, they almost got into an accident, but thank God they never did. Um, it never hurt anybody. And they um they do this last rock and it went through her windshield, and it hit and killed her. And now the three of them are facing first-degree murder charges and um, quite a few other charges, they say. Definitely additional charges. So now that they found out who the rock throwers were, oh, they're going to eat all them other six incidences because I'm sure those people have pictures and receipts and things like that. And, you know, these acts, they ain't random no more. Now we know who's doing it. So, you know, now, unfortunately, you have this um, young lady who has lost her life for this careless behavior. What a dumb bunch of kids. I tell you, dumb, dumb, dumb. You throw your whole life away for something stupid. Okay. All right, now, here we are with a word for our DoorDashers, our Uber, um, Eat Drivers. Um, What's the other one? I can't think of it. It's DoorDash, Uber Eats, and I forgot the other one. But anyway, out in Tampa, they arrested this man who was accused, who has been accused of kidnapping and sexually battering a DoorDash driver while she was making a delivery to a hotel. So this Joseph Killens, who's 38, faces charges of armed kidnapping, robbing with a firearm, armed sexual battery, and aggravated battery with a weapon for not only the attack on her, but he just couldn't stop because they say that there was one woman that he tried to um, attack and she got away, okay? While she was walking up to the hotel to make the delivery, he attacked her, 
but she managed to get away. She had her AirPods on. Oh, goodness gracious. But here's the thing. She had her AirPods on, and she was talking to her to a girlfriend. And as she was attacked, the girlfriend was on the phone, okay? And they, um, he put her in the car. He forced her to drive about seven miles. But here's the thing. Her tracking was on her phone. So for those of you who might be out here doing, you know, Uber Eats, door dashing, or whatever, you know, keep your tracker on, on your iPhones. They also have some apps, I know, for the Android users, you know, so that people can see exactly where you are. So um, that helped her. Now, he got away from that. But after he fled the scene, he then went to another individual the day after and that's when he attacked this this last woman, and um, he stole and punched her, uh, uh, punched her in the face, stole her backpack. Um, so I'm, I'm telling you, these people are crazy. They are crazy. So please, 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 stay on the alert while you're out here. You know, doing your little um, runs and things like that. You know, everybody's trying to make a you know, a living, a quick buck, a little side hustle, you know, and, and here we are. Somebody, as always, um, you know, throwing a monkey wrench in your plans. Well, quick story, but sad story. So, uh, out in Indiana, Kyle Braun, 31, has been charged with attempted murder against his mother. So they found his mother, he's 31, found his mother 59 with a kitchen knife sticking out of her head after he stabbed her during an argument. They don't they don't really understand what the argument is about right now. They're still doing their investigating. They don't know what the true um, problem was that kind of got him to this point where he stabbed her in the head. But when they found her, she was lying in the front yard and neighbors were caring for her. They say that um, she had multiple stab wounds with a large kitchen knife. And the last time he stabbed her was in the head. So she was still um, conscious, thank God, and was able to tell them that the son was the one who had attacked her. So thank God that, um, you know, she was able to just stay awake and aware. So they did catch up with the son, and he is arrested, but no bond has even been set for his butt. So good, because he don't need it. You don't need no bond if you stab your mother in the head. I'm sorry. You need to just keep you there. Forever and ever, amen. You don't even need a trial. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. What are we talking about here? Alrighty. Hmm. I got some other stories I'm trying to 
see which one I want to talk about. So, you have this carjacking um, from a guy who, in Mississippi, escaped from jail. And, unfortunately, his carjacking ended up with him taking the life of a pastor, 61-year-old Anthony Watts who was shot and killed um, while this escapee um, attacked him. So uh, the, the pastor pulled over to help this guy, who it appeared as though he had wrecked his motorcycle. And they say that, no, it was a ploy, that the the the... Mississippi jail escapee um, shot um, the pastor several times and stole his red Dodge Ram. And unfortunately, he died at the scene. Um, They say that he is one of four prisoners who actually escaped and they were all um, in jail um, under felony charges um, involving th- theft. They all escaped together. But once they got out, everybody went their own way. And this is how this particular individual handled his escape. So, you know, prayers up for these families. You know, the young lady who lost her life um, driving, minding her own business. The pastor who pulls over thinking he's helping somebody. You know, and, and I've said this here on the broadcast before. You know, it's so sad that you can't even do the the uh, the Good Samaritan thing. You know, when you're on the highway and, you know, you're kind of whizzing by and you look over and somebody's car is kind of, pulled over and they have had the lights on, you know, you you say to yourself, even if I were going slow, would I stop? Because you just don't even know what these people have really going on. You really don't even know what, um, you know, what they're really up to. And it's so sad. It's so sad. So I want to talk about this one today. So Dwayne Wade, we all know who Dwayne Wade is. Um, he used to play for Miami Heat, um, who's married to Gabrielle Union. So he has decided to move his family out of Florida altogether. He moved them out of the entire state because of the anti-LGBTQ um, legislation. So he, in an interview, he sat down and he discussed how he and his wife are really, 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 um, you know, behind his son who has changed his name and has gotten the, um, has officially crossed over. And he was like, I need to make decisions for not just me, but for my entire family. And with all of these rules that 
are coming down in this LG for this LGBTQ committee um, uh, community is it's not benefiting my daughter. So they are officially calling her a girl, and she he is officially dressing as a female. Everything. When I tell you everything, I mean everything. I mean the hair, the wigs, rather, um, the, uh, the 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 dress, the purses, um, everything, everything. He says, "I I think it's not my job, but it's my honor to um, continue." To further my family's education and appreciation for the entire LGBTQ community as we grow together. Um, I need to broaden my understanding. I need to make sure that we stay educated. And above all things, he wants to make sure that he is supporting his son. I'm sorry, I'm not going that route. Um... And when I tell you, when you get a chance, just look at the the attire. When I tell you 100% dressing female. So back in 2020, we know that, you know, 15 years old he is now, I believe. But he came, back, back, came out back then and said he was transgender. Um, they have caught a lot of slack for this. They say this has been a, a hard legal battle with um, his mother. And finally, after the battle, he was granted um, a legal name change and a gender change. So we moving our family all out so we can do whatever we do without receiving, you know, a whole bunch of flack because I guess where he figures he's going you know they're going to be acceptable of this um, behavior and these, you know, these changes and things like that. Um, and uh, my eyebrows was pretty raised. Um, they say that he was on the front magazine cover last month um, as he has gone into full modeling. So he's a full model now. Alrighty, so let's talk to the dude Tom Crew and see what they got to say about some of this stuff. Let's talk to our girl Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning, good morning. Happy Thursday morning. <laughs> How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm glad to hear. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. All right, so. We've got this issue with these three high school students who have seven counts of recklessness against them for throwing these boulder rocks through cars or at cars. It ended up going through the car. And the final, final rock was a rock that unfortunately 
um, hit and killed a young lady, 20, who is um, now dead. She lost her life. And they are facing some heavy charges, such as first-degree murder. And do you think that punishment fits the crime? Honestly, yes. You know, I, I these youth have to learn. You know, everything is not a game. You know, you you figure, oh, that's laughing. You you know, damages in themselves. You know, okay, fine, I didn't die, but you damaged my car. And now, you know, originally, you know, there wasn't anybody that I could prosecute because they didn't know who was doing it. You know, now that you've taken a life, you really well, you, honestly you crossed the line when you first started. You know, you thought it was fun, so you just continued on until you literally took a life, you know. And so my heart goes out to the young lady, um, the family of the young lady, because I can't, you know, can't, you know, for her, but the family that now has to funeralize her, and she was going about her business, you know. So, yeah, they should get it, absolutely. You didn't, you didn't think that possibly, you know, um, you would have eventually gotten caught. You know, that's the other thing. You know, oh, well, we're just going to do it, and nobody's ever going to find out, you know, and now you took a life. So now, yeah, you, you do need to do, you deserve exactly what you got. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, you know, uh, until this happened, they probably would have kept on going. Never know. Never know. What about this man who stabs his mother multiple times, including a stab to the head, leaving her with the knife sticking out of her head on the lawn. I'm not understanding where the mentality of these children who eventually become adults like, in my childhood, the one thing that you didn't do, you ain't messed with mama. You went out as far as to literally stab her in the head. And if I'm not mistaken, you said to me this isn't the first time that he did it? No, I don't know if this is the first time, but this was, they don't know what kind of prompted the argument and the attack. So, you know, they're only really speaking of this particular time um, here. But this has been an argument before because ain't no way in the world you just gonna wake up today arguing for the first time and go stab your mama. That ain't happening. Absolutely. There there had to be some line that was crossed. You know, you don't respect your mother as a mother when you go that far. You know, I I love my mama and we've had days where I'm like, Okay, you know what, it might be better for me to just go out, you know, but me even crossing the line, even phantom it that I'm going to hit my mother or that I'm going to say a certain thing. Yeah, y'all, y'all, have, y'all have had this before. Y'all have had uh, toe-to-toe, and you feel like you're an adult, so you can say and do anything that you want with your mom. And, oh, she crossed the line. I got a knife. I'm going to stab her in the head. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, this world, we, this is why we need Jesus, because this is what happens when we don't. When we don't pray and we, don't, we, we talked about just yesterday, you know, a godly mother and covering your children and stuff and stuff and stuff, this is why. This is exactly why. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're just seeing the lawlessness 
um, of the world. You really are. You see, speaking of lawlessness, Dwayne Wade and his kid, I mean, you have you seen the pictures, Tamika? I have not, but I've seen pictures previously. You know, and I and and it's the funny thing. That's how you know that things get out as exposure because I don't follow bas- basketball like that. You know, and I don't follow um, that type of thing. But it, you know, it comes out on your feed. You know, you're not even paying attention. All of a sudden, it just pops up. And um, you know, um, if if you want to do wrong, and I don't care if I am your parent, I'm not waving a flag to let you do what you want to do. You know, I'm gonna move out to another state. Okay, so. Where is gay world? Where is LGBTQ or whatever? <laughs> I'm, that that want to I'm like, okay, I'm, where I, are you moving? I'm, I'm not understanding. Where are you going to go that oh they, is, oh, every, you know, so is it everybody world? Everybody do what they want to do? A, a, B, C, D, E, this, this is that type of world? You know, because wherever you go, you're going to get objection. You know, everybody's not going to like what you're doing. Um, everybody's not going to be your fan base. Everybody's not going to wear a cheerleading outfit because now you decide to stand for your child, whether, you know, whatever the choice. But my thing is you choose, again, we always keep talking about this. This is a choice. This is a preference. I understand if there was something in your household that happened in your childhood. That's something that, you know, in most cases, you, you, you know, you, it, it's very difficult to get over. Um, but you have a household of straight parents. You know, from what I can see, you know, we, we, let's just be honest. We don't know what they do in their household. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, now you're, you're waving a flag to help your child. I understand the, 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 the issues that this child may be going through. But, again, it is a choice. And so now I'm not going to wave a flag. I'm going to move to someplace else. And so when you get there and you meet opposition, are you going to move again? You know, how many times are you going to move? Because I guarantee you that's not going to be the one and only time that you're going to find opposition. Everywhere you go, you're going to have opposition. So how do you make your choices now for um, the moves that you're making? Absolutely, absolutely. Because as he's saying, he moved because the LGBTQ legislative um, laws he doesn't agree with. Well, that's what I ask. I said, well, where are you going? Because everywhere is picking up some form of laws regarding this community. They're, they're not all picking up the same laws, but they're picking up laws. You have other states that are picking up you can't, you know, interfere with or, or, or move on a child who's on a minor child regarding this issue. You have to leave them alone. They cannot do anything until they become of age. So even you as a parent can't do anything. So everywhere you go, they're developing some rule, some laws. So I, I thought the same thing. Also, well, where they go where everybody getting ain't got no rules? <laughs> good question. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thanks for joining us this morning. Let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? I am well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. How are you feeling? I am well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. (laughs) Good. All right. What are we doing with these three seniors, three 18-year-old high school seniors who are now responsible for six, and they're probably going for attempted murder, 
for those uh, six incidences of them throwing these um, landscape rocks and this one murder um, charge that they have, this first-degree murder, they say, now here's the thing, first-degree murder with extreme indifference. I keep saying, we can't keep up with these charges because I don't even know what that means. Um, And they're looking to increase the charges. Punishment fit the crime? You know, I always ask. (laughs) Yes, attempted murder and murder because y'all attempted the first two, three times, and then then the young lady died. So, yes, if it's the crime. Um... Everybody got to take a stand somewhere. And these kids will continue, not just the children, but people continue to do this and think that they can get away with it. Was this one of them TikTok moments too? No, they, they're not blaming mm-hmm. this on TikTok. This is just their mischievous action. Oh, okay. Well, it's just as bad because a lot of times, you know, because especially the kids, you know, they got to tell people what they're doing. When they do things, yeah. they got to tell it, right? So, and then it spreads to someone else. Oh, well, you've got a way with it. Let me do it. And I'm sure that it was not the first time, you know, um, and this time uh, death came. So, yes, they should be punished. Yeah. Absolutely. They say this is the sixth, seven in total. Seven um, times they've committed this act. Um, thank God mm. nobody in the first six times. Um, was injured, but of course damaged to the cars. And this last one, um, this this young lady lost her life. So yeah, they they didn't stop till somebody literally died. They didn't stop. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we have children, and uh, you didn't made your child mad to the point where they'll stab you, leaving the knife in your head. And leaving the scene. So that's the last thing he saw, last way he saw his mother look with a knife in her head. What kind of charges should he get? Mm. Underneath the, the jailhouse. Um, and then the first thing that he's going to say, well, she wasn't dead when I left her when he, <laughs> when he go to trial. Okay? That's what he's going to say. So... Um, for him, like you, like it has been said, it escalated. It had to grow from something else. And a lot of times when we don't check it as a parent at the beginning, because a lot of times we'll walk away from it, we think it's cute. But if you don't check it, these are things that can happen. You know, how did you get to that knife? Because she should have been able to get them knives. She the one probably doing the cooking. So I would have got to that knife first. Because you know mama say That's my knife Those my clothes That's my you know So But for him to kill his mother (laughs) And then Her outside That made me think of Did you want to get caught See that's that um, What's that show my husband watch all the time Law and Order For her to come out For them to come outside Right Because if you want to stab her and you didn't want to get, kind of wanted, didn't want to get caught. You would have kept her in the house. But for her to come outside, because you said the people um, in the neighborhood, right, they came to her rescue. Yeah, she ended up on the lawn. Now, probably what happened was he left, 
probably left her for dead, and she managed to get outside. So he didn't complete the process, probably thinking with the knife in the head that she was going to eventually die, but she probably actually made her way to the lawn where the neighbors, you know, it, it, it didn't say that, like, they were, the neighbors heard commotion. They said that they she was laid out on the lawn and the, the neighbors were kind of helping her um, uh, at the time. So that's probably what ended up happening. He probably, he was gone. So he probably left in the house to die, and she ended up crawling her way out to the front lawn. Oh, because when you said multiple, so I figured that, you know, that's a blood trail. So, okay. I mean, maybe. I, I can't, you know, I can't say definitively because they don't say it. That's just my own, my mm-hmm. own thinking. Yeah, that's just my mm-hmm. definitely thinking. So, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. All right. Mm-hmm. You should see the short shorts and the high heel shoes and the pocketbook that this Zaya, now that's his birth name. I think he changed his name to, hold on now. I want to make sure if that's the name. Because I can't think of, because I think I ended up getting, oh, no, I think that's the new name, Zaya. So now um, Dwayne Wade has moved Zaya <laughs> and the family out of Florida uh, so they can have more peace with this change. My my first thought was what you all said. Where are you going? And where do you think that this is not going to affect? That was my first thought. And my second thought was, I just wanted y'all to know that I do know who they are. <laughs> Not oh, okay. Some, but it's, it's hey, y'all know, y'all know I don't never know nobody, but I do know them. <laughs> All right now. But, uh, <laughs> um, but my thought was, yeah, I mean, where are you going and why is this okay as 15? Um, and you are you trying to pull in? You know, more people to watch your movie? Are you trying to pull in more people to watch your game? What, what, what's the problem here? What are you getting out of this to allow this to happen? And and just like Lady Tamika said, there's no place to go. You're going to come up against this because there is no place to go. So that's a part I, I wasn't understanding when when he was when you was reading that they're going somewhere. Where are you going? Because it's going to be trouble. It's going to be someone talking about you. It's going to be, you know, um, disagreement on both sides because this world is just coming to an end. Everybody, and we're not accepting it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can run, but you can't hide, Pastor Charlotte. Thank you for joining Mm -hmm. us this morning. Let's say good morning to our girl, Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Uh, These three high school students, seniors, have they just thrown away their lives or what? 
completely. Like, y'all ain't prepping for graduation, prom, senior trip, nothing. You just have time to walk up and down the streets throwing rocks, whether it's at steel cars, whether it's at telephone poles, like, whatever it is, this is, this isn't an exciting year for you. And you know what's crazy? It's, you know, once upon a time, regardless of whether you were graduating from junior high or high school, whether you were a boy or girl, like, there was some excitement. This to be no excitement now. Like, it's, it's not like how it used to be. Like, yeah, you speak to these kids, you're like, oh, this is your graduation year. Are you excited? No. Like, it. Being done, especially high school, like being done with school should be exciting enough. You know, so unless you're going to college, you ain't got to worry about school anymore. But there just seems to be like no umps, no nothing. So this is why there's just so much time to do all these little stupid things. Yeah, I have to agree with you. You know, you don't see, you know, the um, the uh, the proms you know, excitement the way you used to see it, you know, people graduating and getting dressed up. And, no, it's just like a normal, everyday occurrence. Nothing is is even different or exceptional um, about this mm-hmm. time in your life. And, and, again, as to what you said, you know, this is why they're involved in all this other stuff because for them, this is fun. This reckless behavior is something that's enjoyable. So, you know, it was very right. the point that was brought up. Thank you. Very good point. Very good point that was brought up. All right. Mom and son get to fighting. You stab mom numerous times and leave a knife in her head. What is that? Oh. That is schizophrenia. That is, again, again, people think they don't need Jesus. The only thing that separates us from the murderers is Jesus changed these thoughts. You know, because no one, oh, yeah, you know, I've had thoughts about doing something to so-and-so, you know, especially if it comes to, like, um, you know, people close to you, family, friends, you know, even um, enemies. You know, no one runs the opportunity to, you know, share like, oh, I've had thoughts about doing X, Y, and Z. But again, people thinking this is a joke. When these thoughts cross your mind, whether it's real quick or whether it's a slow passing thought that you're noticing is reoccurring and reoccurring, Jesus is the only thing that separates us from being in the headlines. And now before you know it, you had to you had to flee the scene because you actually carried that thought out. That you didn't turn over to Jesus and ask him, you know, to, all right, check this thought, please. Instead of me stabbing, whether it's my mother, the, the mailman, my sister, whomever, you know, let me speak words of affirmation. I may not like them today, but I love them. Or I, I, I need to be uh, checked into a psych ward or something. Now you want to yeah. run. Yeah, well, he ain't on the run no more. They caught him. He has no bond. So I guess they felt this was, was mm-hmm. heinous enough to where they didn't even yeah. set a bond. So, because that normally is not the case. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they, went that, they went that far. The judge went that far. All righty. Dwayne Wade and his family 
you know, he is uh, now uh, a non-resident <laughs> of Florida. Have you seen pictures of Zaya? Oh, goodness. Now, I, I'm, I'm just amazed at the, it's always short shorts. Every picture, yes. short shorts um, that's showing these long legs. Um, there's a picture yes. of this high heel shoes, these clear high heel shoes, um, this pocketbook, um, this hair up in a bun. I mean, he is really, really has done this uh, gender change thing. And dad is, you know, saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to make this right for my family, and we're going to literally move. What's your thought? That Dwayne Wade is living out through his transgender child, what he may want to do, because this is just a little too much support. I ain't never heard of someone supporting especially a child, in anything like this, as hard as he's going. Now you're going to move. Why, are you moving to you so that when you're ready to come out, it won't be as much flat? I've never seen this much support in my life. This this, this is just like, and I always wondered, um, I never really heard anything concrete about his mother. But I always wondered, like, what is his mother saying about all of this? Well, they did mention the fact that this was an outright brawl, pretty much. Um, she did not did not support this at all. And after, you know, a long battle with her, um, this is where they, you know, allowed him to change his name and allow him to change his gender, but mom was definitely not for it. It says it. It says after a long legal battle with um, his, her mother, um, the teen was fully granted a legal name and gender change. <clears throat> so mom was not <laughs> in support of this at all. No support. But how, like, how, do, see, that? See, my mind goes so many different things. Like, how did you end up with this parent over that parent? And now this is the parent that, see, as as kids, you're always going to want to flock to the parent that's letting you do what you want to do. It's not until you're grown and if you actually allow yourself to mature mentally that you appreciate your parents for getting on your nerves and not allowing you to do certain things. So God says his life, he grows up, and let's just say he allows God to sober him up. And it's like, you really allow me to change my name, Dad? You really allow me to do this, Dad? You Like, well, of the sake of what? So that I can look at you as a better parent, or I can look at you and call you my friend, or, I, like, I don't understand. I don't, it, I don't, I don't understand. Well, let that me see what he's I'm sorry. Let me tell you what he's getting away with. This is going to kind of, you know, go into what you were saying. Okay, so he, he after this long, drawn-out battle, he was given the approval to change his name and gender. However, you have the other states 
like I said a little while ago, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, how there are other states who are banning, there's a law mm-hmm. that's banning you from any of this stuff being done while they're minors, whether it's done on their own, whether it's done as far as um, 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 parents, Parental support, parental push, it's banned. They cannot make a change before they are legally adults. Mm-hmm. So all of this takes place in Florida. Now you want to jump and move because you've already, the major thing has already been done. Mm-hmm. So this, this kind of goes to what you were saying. Yeah, he can move. Because the the biggest fight that everybody else is having, it's already been granted. So it's gonna come back to bite him in so many different in so many different ways. And then my my mind was always at what is what what's wrong with Gabrielle Union? What what kind of liquor is she drinking that <laughs> you would support? Like, are you trying to get stepmother of the year or lifetime achievement award or? I just don't understand because this just looks like there is no type of fight on your end. And as vocal as she is, as many talk shows as she goes on, and the books she's written all of that, there's no way if you were in opposition that you would not let this be known publicly. Like, oh, no, this, this I, I, would, I wouldn't so- expect her to, be, to make it known publicly. Nah, I would say if they ever got if they were ever to separate or divorce, then she would speak out. But I'm surely not expecting her to You I are. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expe- I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm not expecting her to publicly speak out against, because you're also publicly speaking out against your marriage. So she doesn't, she wants to keep the marriage intact. I don't know. I hold on to that though for a minute, Lady Tamika. I'll ask you. You know, what, uh, um, you know, Shantice, and she said this before too, but I, I, I didn't have a chance to respond. You know, um, you know, she's she's kind of. It looks it looks as though she's in agreement. Well, all the pictures, every picture that's shown, it's her, him, and 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 the and the son looking like a girl. And it seems as though, you know, she's in agreement. And one would think, because if you weren't, then you would, wouldn't take the pictures, I would think. But um, Shanti says, you know, it, it it looks like she's in agreement. What do you think? Yeah, that that that's very difficult and it's very touchy. Because, like, like you said, the marriage is also a component, you know. You have, you know, you have mentioned that. She clearly said that she's against it, but there's only so much that you can say. Plus, we also think about it. Anytime you say anything against the alphabet, it's a problem. You know, we have also her career. You know, I haven't seen, I personally, you know, I I haven't seen anything new that she's done, but it could also, you know, um, cause her harm with getting new roles. And so she has to be really, really careful on what she says you know, against them. And so I think both of those dynamics play a role for each. I, I agree. I, I agree. And she has actually said she's in agreement. She is supporting, quote-unquote, she is supporting this, this son and the, 
transgender movement. So, but like you said, she's got careers, she's got marriage, all of this stuff. Pastor Charlene, Shanti says, listen, you should be standing out here. Say, you know, if you don't agree, say that you don't agree. What do you think? Well, like I said before, because of her movies, that's why. Um, I'm thinking that's why she's not saying anything, because it'll have people not watch her shows, you know, her movies. So it does. It's, it's a big voice out there when you are in that um, arena, you know, where that by her being an actress, you know, and then you don't want people to come up against you. Now, is it wrong? Yes. Now, if you say, I do not agree with this, you need to stand on, on what you believe in. So you can't be wishy-washy about it either. Now, if I disagree with something, I'm not taking a picture with you. Right. That's You're what my head picture. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because once you, once, like you said, once you're in the picture and you are saying, you don't have to have no words. You're yep. already showing that. Yep. So at the end of the day, my thought was, where are you? Oh, and then you're saying, well, this ain't my son. My biological son, that's his son. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it can be a lot of thoughts that's going mm-hmm. in the head. So I'm thinking, my first thought was, when you asked me the first time, was her career. That's what I was thinking. Her career. Mm. Yeah. And I know she probably said, thank God I got a girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right. right. And she's not going to flip over to try to be a boy. But thank God I got the girl. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's 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 a lot of dynamic, Shanti's, um, you know, in regards to, you know, her career as well as her marriage. You know, they may shut her down, and you know, she's looking beautiful and all. You know, she can still rock roles, you know, in various age categories because she's looking good like that. But if right. nobody sign that paycheck, that might keep your mouth closed. No, and I, I understand all of that as well, because um, at first there wasn't all of the picture taking, and then it was, and it was like, okay, so now I, I thought the same thing Pastor Charlotte said. You don't have to say anything. The picture speaks for itself. But um, even like what you said, Pastor Steph, okay, so God forbid they divorce. It, that's not the time to speak out either, because then that just looks like you're being spiteful, because now especially with all of the speculation about how them two got together anyway and in the first place, you, you might as well just shut up. So you might as well still act like you're going along with it, even if, God forbid, it got to the point where y'all divorced. The same way you were silent while y'all were married, stay silent while you're divorced. Absolutely. And keep it like that. I agree. I agree. Uh, you ain't said nothing before, don't say nothing now. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. All righty, thank you, my dearies. Uh, I got a I got a last story for you, and I wanted to kind of talk about it for a little bit. So you have this story of a Minnesota sixteen year old who is facing multiple murder charges after he intentionally ran over a seventy year old man who was walking on the sidewalk. So this teen 
His name is Israel Madimba, is being charged as an adult uh, after this particular incident. So he's, he called 911 after the incident and told the police that his actions were intense, intentional. So he told them that he saw he was playing his music loud, loudly. He was playing this song about murder. And the song in the car was blasting. He saw this 70-year-old man walking on the sidewalk and decided to run him over. And he said he turned onto the sidewalk and accelerated into the victim after he was listening to a song about murder. He decided to strike this man on the sidewalk. They say that his admission um, of intentionally running over the man was corroborated by multiple people who saw the actual incident. They say that what makes matters worse is some kind of surveillance footage shows that he stole the car um, used in the attack and then driving onto the sidewalk. So I want to talk about well, anyway, before I go there, let me finish this off. He's charged with first and second degree murder. They say the first degree um, charge, uh, charge carries a life sentence if he's found guilty. And he has a $2 million bail. Oh, talk about throwing away our lives. So I actually did a little digging. And I saw where they were talking about the effects of music on the brain. And, you know, we have heard from years ago, they were like, well, remember when somebody went to see The Godfather, part three? That's when this whole thing first started with the uh, movies being influential, with people watching the movies and then they go and kill people. Um, all kinds of things, and they're talking about the music and how the music influences you. And um, one of the things they say is music can influence how closely you pay attention to what you're doing. Uh, I'll start with you, Pastor Charlene. Would you agree or disagree? I agree. And the reason why I say I agree is because when we listen to songs, um, as a, even as an adult, it'll put you in that mood, whatever that song is. And when for the for the music of all it is killing and all of that that these kids are listening to, you know, that's all they're listening to. And then it comes to of trying to do what the song says to do, just like rappers, right? So. They they're always listening to rap music, and they think that they become, they're going to become the next rapper as well. So yes, I do believe that music does have a great 
effect to the brain and him have you to do craziness. Okay. Well, what's your take on it, Shantis? You know, um, and, and this is very specific because I have other items, so please do not veer off. It said music can influence how closely you pay attention to a task. Would you agree? Absolutely. Switch tip 16, adjust your playlist. Mm. It tells your mind what to focus on. As Pastor Charlotte said, it, it sends signals to your brain as to what mood you should be in. So whatever type of music I'm playing, that now dictates my mood and what I'm focused on. I agree 100%. All righty. Lady Tamika, would you agree that it, you know, it helps you focus, it it can influence how closely you pay attention to a specific task? Agree or disagree? Absolutely agree. Um, And... Um, I'm, I'm scared because there's a lot that I want to say, but I, I don't want to step over things. But I'll go with myself. You know, like I like to work out. When there are certain things that I'm trying to do, like if I'm lifting weights, there's a specific type of music that I utilize because it helps me push harder. I can't use a slow song depending on what I'm doing. You know, and so if I'm doing a relaxation, for instance, I'll use a, a calmer piece of music like jazz. You know, and if I'm doing something else that's hard or heavy, I'll use a different type of music. So I'll use that. All righty, all righty. Ah, now, this is one that uh, is it, very interesting because two of you don't drive. But I want to ask you the question because I, you two have ridden with people in a car as passengers, and I definitely want to ask you, would you agree with the fact that music can affect your driving for better or for worse? So I'm going to start with Pastor Charlotte. Have you noticed that if you're in a car with a person that it affects their driving? Yes. Um, because when you, there's certain music and you want to throw your hands up and then that you at the light and you're making the car dance, you know, you're making the car dance and there's a car front of you and you want to back up on the back of the car, then you want to get mad. So, yes. And then, you know, that music can make you be that, uh, low range GIS. And I'll be like, hey, what's going on right here? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! I knew I knew you and Tamika would come up with something crazy. I knew it. That's what I was like, because I, I was just gonna ask Shantice and then move on. I said, Nah, they got something for this one. They got something for this one. Shantice, as a driver, would you say that music affects your driving? Absolutely. It affects, it affects, it goes right along with what um, 
Lady Tamika was saying also even with her working out and exactly what Pastor Charlotte said. Now you in the car dancing. You can't be in there doing the chicken head and all that, but you still can look <laughs> at three mirrors and be on point and, 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 and be a defensive driver at the same time because you drive for other people. You don't really drive for yourself. No, it, it really hypes you, you know, and especially, you know, for those um, – which is why the insurance for younger people are so are so much higher. One of the reasons because they understand their moves. <laughs> you know, I'm blast I'm blasting ah. music, especially going to the club. You know, pre gaming isn't only about drinking before I get to the club. It's a party on the way to the party. So in the car, mm. I gotta prep for the club. I gotta be blasting my tunes. And one thing that always had me bugged out as even as a passenger, we would just be coming out the club. And I get in and someone starts blasting my radio. And I'm like, yo, didn't we just come from hearing the music <laughs> blasting? Like, no, I cannot now drive home listening to all of this. But it definitely, again, tells you what to focus on, especially if you're the type of driver to have road rage. I had very disgusting road rage. And music at times did feed into me wanting to get off the car and fight a lot of the times. Because you're already hyped. You're already hyped by yourself. Now you got the bass in the car and all this, and God forbid the lyrics is talking about being in a hostile situation. It's just all over for everybody. So it, it definitely tells you, again, it sees those chemicals to your brain that tells you the mood you should be in. Absolutely. All righty. Lady Tamika, as a passenger... Have you noticed that music can affect the driver? Ooh, yes. We riding in the car and you bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee. What in the <laughs> world are you doing right there? This is not making sense. Can we get to where we need to be, you know? And, you know, even speaking for myself, you know, being behind the wheel. There's certain pieces of music I just can't. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not playing that, you know. And don't put your hand on my music. My, I have a sound mm-hmm. set. The, the, the decibel level is a difference as well. Like, how are you driving and you can't hear the child that's going across? The, you, you're not aware. I mean, I, I have often wondered about that. And that also cautions me. We riding in a car beside a driver that's got the music so loud that it sounds like it's coming mm-hmm. from the passenger side of the vehicle that I'm sitting in. And we always <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I definitely, you know, uh, I, I, I definitely chime in with the ladies and saying, yeah, music can definitely, you know, also, um, depending on what state you are, the certain music that's playing, you stopping and, you know, you driving and stopping and driving and stopping at the same time. You know, that's why they have these cars now that can bump and stop and bump and stop. And I'm like, this doesn't make any type of sense. You know, and people do all kinds of things. You swerve, you know, a certain piece of music. I remember riding in the passenger seat with a gentleman, and the music had this little, like, uh, 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 swerve, and he turned the car in the same position. And I'm literally looking at a hole in his face because I'm like, where's the Because we look, well, he turned and he swerved. I promise you, we were on one wheel. Honestly, so wow. like, and I'm like, look at, like I said, I looked at him, and I literally could look a hole in his whole entire jaw because I'm like, when I get out of this car, I'm never riding with you again, and I never did. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Wow. 
Okay, this is one that I thought was really interesting, and I'm sure you three could put a nice little spin on this. They're saying the tone and the mood of a song you're listening to can alter how you interpret the expression of the person, of the next person you see. Ooh. Is it that serious, Shantis? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every time I've been listening to music, having a whole conversation with myself, a whole scenario playing out in my head, like words. Because the next time that happens, (laughs) I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. And there's been times where, and especially, I can't even say just younger people because older people do it too. There's been times that you're having a live conversation with someone, whether it's a, a tense conversation or not, and you'll just start speaking the lyrics to a song. And it's like, oh, like, I don't Yes, yes. Like, you, like, you'll be going in and be like, you must have fell in, bumped your head. Like, all that. And it's like, that's when you know, like, all right, I'm really meditating on these lyrics a little too much. Because in the middle of the conversation, especially, especially when you're telling someone off or, like, when you feel like you're about to snap. And lyrics start coming. And I started picking up on that. Like now, because I know I used to do that, I pay attention to what other people do that. Like there was someone recently, like they would always, out of nowhere, they start saying these crazy rap lyrics. And I'd be looking like, what the? Okay. All right. So these transactions here are going to have to come to an abrupt end because those lyrics sound a little tense. And I don't want to be the one next to you. When you decide to start pop, 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 because it just be out of nowhere, like, everybody just be cool, calm, collected. I was like, come dinner, 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 dinner. Oh, really worried. I feel you. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll talk to you later. I'm serious. Oh, my gosh. That's when you know oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. lyrics too much. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Lady Tamika. It says the tone and the mood of a song you're listening to can alter how you interpret the expression of the next person you see. True or false? So true. You know, and the the sad part about it is we have so many different, it doesn't even have to be what you're listening to. You've got songs in your head. You know, somebody, uh, we're at the workplace and somebody starts singing something. Three days later, that song pops up and you're going, where in the world did that come from? You know, or, you know, uh, Shantice is very right. You know, don't let me listen to, how about a round of applause? Standing ovation, which is basically me telling you off and let the wrong person come. Oh, yeah, you put on oh, quite a show. Very entertaining. Yeah, so now it's time to go. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of, and like, literally, as I'm talking to you, it's just popping up in my head, you know, and so wow. you can hear her and it becomes appropriate for that particular time. It's, oh, I'm going to use this. Mm-hmm. Yep, got it, got it. And I find wow. myself, all throughout the day, I always have something, a song in my head, you know, and so I'll be talking <laughs> to you about something, and then all of a sudden, little, it'll just pop up, and I'm like, oh, oh, I wasn't thinking of that just now. You know, it's just, oh, it's in it's it's innate, and you don't realize how much of those different songs are crushing you. And if you're like me, someone who listens to music all day long, 
it'll it'll pop up at any any given moment. So be be forewarned. Wow, wow! Mm. All right, Pastor Charlotte, I don't want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> well, they done said me. I was over here like, oh, that is so me. <laughs> yes, because sometimes somebody might they be having a conversation and them songs start popping. I'll be like, ooh, y'all going to make me lose my mind. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then they be like, stop playing. You know what I'm talking serious. And then oh I got to go into Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> make you Y'all are crazy. You know, oh my goodness but, gracious. But you know, Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Wow. Mine wow. is be like because they be like, it don't be funny, you know, and I find that for me it comes me. So weird that yeah. you don't make me, you know, hurt nobody, you know. And sometimes, like, I'll be in a conversation with somebody, and they'll say a word, and I'll just break out with a song. And they'll be like, yo, how you said that? I know R&B. I know a little bit of everything. So don't play. It just it just uh, does something for me, you know, because I'll be looking out for myself because y'all make me lose my mind. Wow, wow, wow. All right, we got one more. We got one quick one. We got one more quick one. Let me see. Let me see. It says music can trick you into shopping more than you actually think. Lady Tamika, true or false? Oh, so true. You know, (laughs) I have been places where um, certain uh, clothing stores, where they, oh, that's my jam. You know, and, and at first you're sitting there, you popping, you listening, and, and you have spent at least an hour there. And then I remember one time I didn't want to leave because I wanted to know what else was playing. I mean, they literally had a major playlist. <laughs> and what it also does is it causes you to spend more. You spend more time there, then, then you find things that, you know, I remember buying a couple of things. I was like, when I took it home, I was like, I don't, I don't even like this. This is not even my style. But because I wow. spent so much time there, I ended up buying. And and stores know it. They, they absolutely know it, and that's why they do. Wow! 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 Smart move. Smart move. Uh, Pastor Charlene, say music will make you spend more money, shop more. More than you think. No. Not for me, but it will turn into a party, though, in the store. What? Oh, play that song. Remember that song? <laughs> it ain't going to make me spend no money, but it sure makes me have a party up in there. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, indeed. And I've done it many times. And um, if I be with my kids, I'd be like, no, mind you embarrassing us. Stop doing that. And I get loud. Mm-hmm. What? Stop mm-hmm. Party over here. Al five. Party over here. <laughs> so, that's what I do. Oh, <laughs> no, it don't make me spend no money. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Oh, Shantice. It says it, the music can make you shop more. Yeah, no, I was about to say, I don't know what kind of um, Beverly Hills situation Tamika got going on. But... <laughs> 
When you broke, you broke. When you broke, you broke. I don't care what song play. It will not make me think I got money on this debit card, okay? <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with I agree with Pastor Charlamagne because I have done that when I've been with other people and by myself. I hear a song, I go in there, and I'm singing out loud. I'm jamming. I'm dancing in the aisles. I may browse. And then as soon as the wax song come on, it's like, all right, peace, thank you. But, yeah, no. I, I'll, I'll use you for your... For your music, I'll use it for your music, but I ain't spending no money. I know I ain't got that playlist. Ain't wow. that dope. I got music. Wow, wow, wow! Oh, ladies, ladies, I don't care what what set of due time crew I have left with me, or left, or I end up with. You're always just take over the show. Thank you so much, ladies. It has been very entertaining and amusing talking to you this morning. Thank you for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. You all do the same. Get that music playing. No stopping. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, it's Thursday, and we have enough time for Pray For Them. What you got for us, Shantice? Today we are praying for Eric Marlin Bishop, better known to the world as Jamie Foxx, who got his big break on In Living Color back in the early 90s with his iconic role of Wanda. He was dressed up as a woman with the big lips, and... On that show, he also debuted that he knows how to sing, not sing, but sing. And, of course, he had his very um, successful sitcom, Jimmy Fox Show, and he starred in multiple movies, Ray, he played Ray, and so many other movies. You know, he's he's just amazing. Um, And as of the past few years, he's been doing a lot publicly with his daughter, Corinne Fox. And, unfortunately, earlier this month, he did have to be hospitalized while on the, I think it was on the set of the Netflix movie, he's shooting opposite of Cameron Diaz called Back in Action. Um, he <laughs> collapsed, and it was so many different speculations. At first, no one was saying anything as far as what was going on. The only thing we had to go off of was the Instagram post that was posted by his daughter, Corinne. Um, but the doctors, someone posted the doctors were saying that he collapsed from a result of unimaginable stress and suffered from some some sort of, like, brain bleed that is caused from high blood pressure. And for those who have high blood pressure or any family members or close friends who have suffered from that, a lot of times, especially if it's not treated properly, it causes blood clots, which then can, can lead to a stroke. And the doctors were saying that this was a long time coming, and if they did not rush him to the hospital when they did, he could have possibly died. Um, so right now, all that's being said for the most, especially by Nick Cannon, he's the um, only one outside of his daughter who has been posting anything in regards to Jamie Foxx's status. Um, he's saying that he's recovering, he's awake, he's speaking, but it's nonetheless still in the recovery process. Um, but what I also found very interesting, in addition to us praying over this current medical situation is back in 2018 he did open up about um speaking with oprah on one of her shows he did open up about his struggle with mental health issues 
drugs and alcoholism. Um, from my understanding, he also wrote a book where he stated how he was very experimental with drugs when he first started high school. I'm sorry, not high school, college. Um, mainly experimenting with weed, and he ended up smoking a blunt that was laced with LSD. And also, at a college party, someone spiked his drink with PTP, and it then caused a long line of hallucination um, situations. And up until about, I think he said about 32, he suffered with that, and he had to go see a psychologist, a psychiatrist, I'm sorry, a psychiatrist, and all of these things because he just felt like he was, it was always this fear that the hallucinations would start again. And, you know, he also publicly said that when Kanye West was speaking a lot about his battles with prescription pills, um, Jimmy Fox could relate also. So, you know, unfortunately, we hear it is very common for these entertainers, whether they're whack or whether they're very, very, very talented like he is. Unfortunately, a lot of the times they dibble and dabble in drugs, whether it be illegal drugs, prescription drugs, they end up abusing it, and or alcohol, and whatever other issues they may have. Um, we don't know if even the long-term effects of those things could have now reached to this point. We're just really lifting him up in prayer, lifting his daughters. He has two daughters. I'm not sure of the other daughter's name, but lifting them up in prayer as well. And all of the people that he's been working with, because from what I've been reading also, this uh, movie, wait, what, what's the name of it? Back in Action has not been a, uh, a joyous ride um, due to his mood, and he's been firing people left and right, and it's just been a very tense experience, especially with him talking Cameron Diaz, um, talking her into coming out of her retirement in order to do this film, and unfortunately, she's been having to experience the roller coaster um, with everything that's been going on with him. So just lifting him, his mental state up in prayer, um, any long-term effects from things that he has done or that has happened to him in his past, and just praying that he stays surrounded with people who are not afraid to sit him down because from what he says, growing up after all of that happened, um, due to family and friends, they wouldn't even let him outside if they felt like he was losing it. They would make him stay in. So praying that he surrounded with a team like that who is not afraid to correct him so that he can get better and stay better and just praying that he'll be able to come out of this 100% and that his story will be able to help even the young entertainers that are really trying to come up and make it now and even his current peers. Oh, thank you very much, Shantice. Uh, <clears throat> let's take this time to go before the Lord. Um, uh, on behalf of Jamie Foxx, Heavenly Father, God of all mankind, uh, our Creator, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for another opportunity to come before you and beseech you on behalf of uh, another individual, God. And today we're lifting up Jamie Foxx. Lord, you know, every hair on his head, you know what he suffers with. You know his ups. You know his downs. You know if these are brand new issues. You know um, what stimulated these problems. You know if this is something old, residual, 
Um, you know whether this is drug-related or just a chemical imbalance that's going on or stress-related to Heavenly Father. Lord, we don't know what it is to Heavenly Father. We don't know exactly what's happening with him to Heavenly Father, but the one thing we do know is he needs you. We know he needs you, dear Heavenly Father. He needs you, God, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, God. Whether he knows you as as, as his personal Savior or not, we know that he needs you, dear Heavenly Father, not just for the physical, but just to govern his life, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we're asking you that whatever it is that he's suffering with physically, um, whether it's it's stem from some mental breakdown or some mental um, uh, anguish or a level of stress to Heavenly Father. We know, dear Heavenly Father, that, you know, the, the, the mental side feeds the physical, the physical feeds the mental. So, Lord, we know that, again, you know where this issue stems from, God, but we're asking you to cover his body, dear Heavenly Father. Allow him to heal, dear God, and as he's healing, dear Heavenly Father, that his thoughts would be turned around to you, God, whether it comes from a visitor, whether it comes from a friend, whether it comes from someone in the hospital who's who, uh, who works there, God, whether it comes from a commercial a pamphlet, something was said to him 15 years ago, whatever it is, dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you just send it by, send it by his way. And let it pass mm-hmm. him, dear, so he can think of you um, more soberly right now, dear Heavenly Father. Was this an opportunity for him to sit still so that you could introduce yourself to him in a different way, in a special way, dear Heavenly Father? We don't know, but we're asking that you utilize this time, God, to just knock on his door, just to introduce um, the, a different God that he has come to know. Everybody claims that they know you, dear Heavenly Father. Everyone calls on your name, God. Um, when he got ill, his daughter publicly asked for everyone to pray for him. And, Lord, we're asking that as the the, the call went out and the, 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 the uh, petition went out for us to pray for him, that it would partner up with his decision to have you as the head of his life. That we just mm-hmm. pray that these praise, prayers are not alone, it, singled off by itself, that he himself would not understand how much he needs you, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, if this is an issue of something residual from from something that happened to him way back when, God, we know that this is very possible. Because we just assume we know our bodies. We just assume that when we ingest this stuff that we're going to be all right. We just assume that after the the, the high comes down, that once we're feeling okay, that we are okay, God. But only you know what lays dormant in our system. So, Lord, we're asking you that you just expel anything that is not in you, of you, or about you, God. Because we know if that is the case, that something came from something he ingested, whether intentional or someone laced um, 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 a product that he ingested, God. We know that that's not of you. We know that that's not what you wanted for his life. 
So, Lord, we're asking that you just turn that around if that's the case, that there would be no long-term residual effect into his life, God. And we've seen him at his best. All the actors show up at their best, and we lose sight a lot of times that these are real people with real issues and real problems and a real life. We don't understand the stress that they go through, dear Heavenly Father. And most times we don't care about the stress that they go through, God. But here we are, concerned. Your children are concerned about him, God. So we're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, to rally uh, uh, the people around him, God, that's going to help move him toward you. Not just help him get better, but help to direct him to you. That him getting better just don't, it's just not the same if he is not focused on you. We thank you, God, for him not losing his life. Thank you for whoever moved quickly enough so that they uh, could see that he was taken care of properly. We thank you, God. And, Lord, we're just asking that you turn this situation all around, that he would see himself differently, that he would see uh, 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 Jamie Foxx as a different man, as a different father, as a different role model, as a different actor, as a different uh, 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 person, as a different child of God, because we're all your children, God. But we pray that he wants to be claimed as your child completely. Not just because he exists here on earth, but because you are, you are uh, knocking on his door and he's answering you. So, Lord, we ask mm-hmm. you to touch everybody around him. Thank you for whatever doctors have been assigned to him, whatever nursing staff. Whatever machinery that has been assigned to his body, we thank you for everything that has operated and functioned to its capacity only because of you. For him to have gotten this far is all because of you. We thank you, God, for sparing his life. We thank you to Heavenly Father for allowing uh, his children to be by his side. And we pray, God, that at the end of the day, that they would acknowledge you for all the great work you've done in his life and his healing. And he can now direct his children and be a much better father than he has ever been before because he has now introduced them to you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a nice day. You too. You know, I I did hear um, of this situation um, with him. And, you know, the first thing you think about um, is the fact that they're so gifted and they're so talented. And one of the things that I was thinking about when Shantice was talking um, about him was he was in many, he's been in many, many, many movies. He's been on shows and things like that and one of the things that 
we always have to keep in mind is this, this acting thing. They are assuming the characteristics of so many different people, so many different um, components of a lifestyle, interacting with so many different people. And when you assume those roles, you actually take on those personalities. And again, as uncovered individuals, and when I say that, I mean you don't have the spirit of the Lord inside of you. Um, there are a lot of things we put into our system that we can't very well expel. And I've seen actors, I've worked with actors, and they, they talk, and they talk about how the transition sometimes becomes difficult, how they it takes them a minute to come out of the role that they're in. You know, I've known some actors, and I remember Sissy Spacek um, was one, and she was the one who played Carrie. And they, remember there was the, um, the, uh, the, the scene where the pig's blood um, had fallen from a bucket on her. And to keep the continuity of the way that blood looked, she didn't want to start all over the next day. So she actually stayed in that, in those clothing. She stayed in that mode. Yeah, she actually would not shower until she finished the scene the next day. Now I want you to think about that for a minute. Think about how many times you stay in that role until you've completed the movie. What have you ingested? What have you walked in? What have you now given your life and your spirit to? If y'all think that this stuff does not matter, you better think again. So we need to keep these actors lifted in prayer because think about the fact that he actually asked, asked um, you know, this woman to come out of retirement and the difficulty that she was having. Imagine why she went into retirement. People don't always tell you everything. We don't know why she went into retirement. But maybe the same demon she faced when she left, she actually came back in. So let, let's make sure we connect with God and get things done properly in our life. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, my ladies, for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to God right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to us. Until tomorrow, God spares. 
where it's Freestyle Friday. Until then, I love you. Oh,